Hello, good morning or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you very much for downloading our Southampton versus Watford Big Match Build-Up Show podcast. Coming up then on this week's episode and signing us off with our month of November, I've been doing my best at showing our support by growing what is a, a mostly measly moustache. But on the show this week, an advocate, uh, we are joined by the magnificent Mo himself, John from the Saints FC podcast. We sink our teeth into the Arsenal result and uh, positives to take despite the crushing feeling, conceding deep into stoppage time, once again wasting an opportunity and a lead. But of course, we will be looking ahead to uh, Saturday evening's battle at the bottom as Watford visit St. Mary's on Saturday evening. Watford head to St. Mary's bottom of the league and hopefully Saints can take some advantage. We take your comments live and run you through our lineups and predictions. Let's get on with the show. Well, good evening, one and all. Then we are live on YouTube right now. Thanks so much for all of you joining in. Uh, already a few comments I can see on the chat. Uh, great to have you with us once again. So uh, uh, what we're going to do then tonight, uh, we have uh, another advocate for uh, for moustaches 24-7 all year round this time. I've been uh, my efforts this month for November, but... John, Saints FC podcast. How do you think I've got on this month? It's really coming out now, right now. Freddie, I think this is your best moustache yet. Um, it must be a sign that you're maturing as a man. You know, there's you, you're looking good, Freddie. I'm impressed. Mm. And I reckon you must have some fairly good grooming products on that because it's looking quite sharp. Do you know what? I, I picked up this, this wonderful uh, set of moustache wax. Um, I'm not sure who produces it, but an excellent choice if you are. Uh, yeah. John that, Bailey's uh, moustache wax. Yeah, <laughs> funnily enough, I use that myself. Right. Uh, good, good evening, one and all of those in the comments as well. Hello, Will, uh, William, Mark. Uh, hello, uh, Botty, TJP and Bartlett. Good to have you with us once again. Uh, but of course, uh, I mean, especially for me, before we get going as well, uh, of course, I've been growing this for November. And this is for all the males that we that we know in our lives. You know, we all have somebody, a dad, brother, son and uh, a mate. You know, this is for them. Uh, this is to tackle prostate cancer, testicular cancer, men's mental health and suicide prevention. So if you do want to help us out, you can head down to the link uh, below the show, mobro.co slash the ugly inside and you'll help out uh, in whatever way you can. But uh, John, let's start then, uh, cast our minds back to the weekend. Uh, Arsenal 2, Saints 2. I think we'll try and keep this relatively brief because there were so many talking points. There, there were so many, Freddie. I mean, from the starting lineup, uh, the fact that we had Armstrong, Jack Stevens, um, kind of keeping his place in the team. We had Obafemi starting up front. Um, and I don't know, you're always a little bit worried about Ralph's selections. I think sometimes this season he has got it wrong. Um, but it was pretty clear, you know, pretty soon on in the match that he'd got it absolutely right. Armstrong was looking fantastic. Um, Jack Stevens played uh, a through ball at one point that Andrea Pirlo would have been uh, proud of. And Obafemi just absolutely ran his heart out. He was pressing... Um, he really led the press. I was, I was really, really impressed with Obafemi. He's not always done it, um, but against Arsenal, he was so effective. And, and I think that was the key. We were in their face from the off. 
Yeah, and I mean, Obafemi, a, a surprise selection come uh, two o'clock last Saturday. And, you know, hasn't played for a, a few a few weeks. In fact, uh, had his injury problems. And I was always, of course, doubting. It's only a matter of time that Obafemi goes for that sort of short, sharp burst, pulls up with a hamstring that we've seen a couple of times in the last short, in the, in the short careers already had at Saints. But they didn't know how to deal with him. No, they they, they didn't. Um, you know, that's why it's so good bringing in youth into, into the squad sometimes, because... The opposition don't know him. They don't know what to expect from him. They haven't played against him before. And he had so much energy. You really felt with Obafemi, he had a point to prove. Um, he's come out and said, you know, he's been quite bullish and said, you can see why I was selected in the team, which is true. And he's had a bit of criticism for that. But, you know, if there's a young, arrogant striker coming into the squad and he does the business, I don't care if he's arrogant, you know. You, you have every right to be arrogant if you play well. He played really fantastically well. And if it wasn't for Cedric's um, passing ability, he'd have had a he'd have had a great goal as well, and probably a winning goal. Mm, and we're fast forwarding just a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, when we came out uh, at that tunnel Saturday afternoon, we we came to play. You know, we we weren't kind of sitting back uh, expecting sort of them to pile on the pressure like we did at the Etihad a few weeks prior to that. But uh, we go one up in an early goal once again, and it's a smart goal. Like a lot of credit has to be said for uh, Ryan Bertrand here. Uh, uh, quick to restart, you know, maybe some concerns whether the ball was moving or not. I think it was quite obviously moving on the replay, and we got away with that. But the uh, Arsenal defenders, again, I'm going to point out David Luiz. He didn't know how to uh, deal with uh, Obafemi. And uh, again, this time, David Luiz with his back to the ball, waving <laughs> at the goalkeeper. You know, I don't know who's waving to in the crowd, but, uh, you know, smart intuition from Bertrand. And Ings has only got one vision and he wants to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I, everything about that goal was was great. I mean, the build-up play before it was good. We were passing the ball well. We were looking to get forward. We were looking to pile on the pressure. Bertrand, um, so clever, taking that, that free kick quickly, um, spotting the fact that the Arsenal players are all just like remonstrating with the referee. And then, I mean, Ings' finish was was just lovely. It was delightful. You know, the keeper was expecting him to go across the goal. He put he saw the gap at the near post and slotted it in perfectly, in off the pace. I mean, Ings is finishing, you know, when when it's when it's quick, um, when it's opportunist, you, you just can't fault it with, with Ings. That's that seems to be where he thrives. And, you know, the goals he's got this season demonstrate that. I mean, most important one's obviously against uh, Portsmouth, but he's scoring against good opposition as well. He got the He's got a goal against um, Arsenal. Um, he's got a goal against um, Tottenham as well. You know, from, again, like very kind of quick, tricky stuff and Liverpool. And he's feeding off scraps. And I think uh, the, the commentators mentioned that he scored in every game that he scored in this season. We haven't won. No, no. I mean, but then we haven't won that many games though this season. <laughs> Slim pickings, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, we do invite the pressure though, 1-1. And... Uh, uh, I think, again, we've got to highlight sort of the defensive uh, naivety here, the fragilities. Uh, we're, we're chasing the ball like it's playground football. Yeah, and, you know, Cedric was done on the, you know, in the right-back position for that uh, Arsenal equaliser. Um, where I stood in the Arsenal ground, I was kind of close enough to see uh, Cedric mouth and uh, he did a little swear when he saw that the Arsenal uh, winger had got past him. Uh, was it, it was Tierney, wasn't it? Just had the better of Cedric for for the whole game, really. Um, and you can see why they've they've spent all that money on him because he's he outclassed Cedric the whole time. Um, ball goes into the box. You know, it's it's a typical thing of the Arsenal players reacting quicker than the Saints players. 
Um, I don't want to be too down on the defenders because I think overall they had quite a good game. Um, Benarek made an amazing kind of like block sliding challenge in the second half. But, you know, it, it is a problem. We know that we're going to concede goals. We're, we're not solid at the back. And, um, you know, when you've got a front line of with the likes of Lacazette, Aubameyang, later on in the game, Pepe as well, you, you know that we're going to concede goals. Yeah, and they did invite, um, did introduce Pepe at half time. They changed their shape and uh, they came out with some more intent. And you thought it was a, a case that uh, uh, once they sort of start hitting the top of the ketchup bottle, the the, the rest of the the sauce will fall out. But uh, <laughs> I think um, we were quite resilient in the tackle. You know, we 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 came to play in that second half, very open game, and uh, we 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 took our chances as it as it were. I think against the runner play in the build up to the penalty. Uh, and they, uh, Arsenal had most of the opportunities, but Walprouse gets a penalty from uh, from Danny Ings uh, being uh, fouled in the box. Uh, was it a foul though? Um, yeah, I think so. You know, Danny Ings got got in front of him, and there was contact. You know, he has every right to go down. So you know, but why not? I'm not going to complain about that. Mm. Likewise, I'm not complaining about Bertrand not having the ball stationary before the the first goal either. You got to take those things when you can. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Warprouse, I was surprised that Danny Ings didn't pick up the ball and try and slot it away. But uh, Warprouse takes a penalty, misses it, but gets on the rebound quite fortunately and uh, smashes the home with 2-1 at, at the Emirates. Yeah, and, and you could see with the players as well, it was such an important goal. Um, you know, they've been knocking at the door for a bit at that point. Arsenal had some chances, Saints had some chances, and it was our reward for playing really, really hard and really well. And, they were doing all the things that Ralph said that he wanted the team to be doing, being more aggressive, being quicker in, in the in the transition periods, um, and also not sulking when things hadn't gone their way. So, you know, once we had the equaliser, we didn't stand around and sulk on the pitch and lose our heads. We kept at it and then we got our reward in the end. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few comments here, in fact, uh, perhaps uh, highlighting some of the players that uh, obviously didn't pick up the ball for the penalty or, or put the ball away or pick it up from the free kick. Uh, Mark, there's a good comment here. I thought Armstrong made quite a difference to the midfield on Saturday. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. He he was so, he was so good at being forward looking. Like I like Oriel Romeo. He does a really good job at breaking up um, attacks, but he is not the guy that you're looking for, for distributing the ball forward. If you look at even the highlights package, um, you can see every time Armstrong gets the ball, he's looking forward. At the very least, he's looking across. He's looking to start attacks. It was very, very positive-minded the whole way through. Armstrong absolutely deserves his place uh, in the team at the weekend. Uh, he, he was he was really great. You know, I don't think Armstrong's ever going to be a world beater, mm. but it works with the aggressive system that Ralph was deploying on Saturday. Equally, uh, Mark also adds, or oh, this is before actually the, the first comment, um, the lads really put the shift in at, at the weekend, but should have won. The only niggle is that our skipper had a poor game. And what is wrong with him this season? I think um, he hasn't quite lived up to his expectations or his uh, um, quality, sort of what he showcased last season. No, and it, it was interesting seeing Guendouzi on the pitch for Arsenal because Guendouzi was the embodiment of what Hoiberg is supposed to be. I, I thought Guendouzi was was really really good for Arsenal. Um, I don't know what it what's up with Hoiberg this season. It's it, it's not looking that good to be honest. I can't think of a good performance he's had. You know, he's normally a heart on his sleeve, aggressive, tackling, you know, forward looking midfielder. But it just it's, it's just not happening this season. I don't know why. 
Mm. Um, I think Ralph needs to sit down with him and have a good long conversation and point out the bits of his job that he's not doing at the moment. Otherwise, he's going to lose his position in the team. There's, of course, there's this nagging doubt uh, over, uh, in fact, a lot of fans' heads. And he kind of swerved the question in the fans' forums at the beginning of the season. When are you going to sign the contract, um, Pierre? Uh, And he's kind of swerved that um, so far. So I don't know if he's got one eye on something else or trying to play for another team. I don't know. But he's a very passionate guy. You know, he comes out very honest in the interviews. and uh, But almost uh, too many times. And it's kind of lost its novelty now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, he's kind of been the guy who's fronted up so many times before. It probably is tiresome. Um, can I understand why he's not yet signed a contract? The way things look in this season, absolutely I can. You know, it's, if he signs a new contract, it's going to be much more difficult for him to get the move because the money will have to be big um, for anyone to come in for him. Uh, I have no doubt that Southampton have clauses in the contract that say that if we get relegated to the championship, you get a pay cut, um, as you would. So, you know... It's a bit disappointing from a, from having your captain be like that, but you know maybe he feels like the writing's on the wall a bit. We we haven't been doing well for the last two seasons. And we're not doing well this season. I mean, there was also three good chances if we look cast our minds back to the game too. Uh, yeah, three great chances. Yeah, you mentioned earlier on Cedric uh, actually piling on the pressure, winning the ball high up the pitch. And in fact, I want to I want to uh, be honest here. When I was watching the game, I thought, Cedric, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Oh, okay. Oh, oh Cedric, pass, pass. Just pass it simply across the across yeah. the floor. And all Abafemi has to do is just tap it in from four or five yards. But he's put so much pace in it. Abafemi doesn't know whether he's coming or going. No, it just totally overhit it. Um, funnily enough, Tom Parker said exactly the same thing to me as he was standing next to me in the, in the stadium. Like, what is Cedric doing there? Oh, he's got it. And then... You know, you thought that was a guaranteed goal uh, and, and it wasn't. And I don't know, you start to look at Cedric and you think, well, what does he offer in the team that Valerie doesn't? I mean, I, Cedric isn't the world's greatest defender. He's not the world's greatest co- crosser. And, um, you know, that pass wasn't great. And, it, you know, ultimately it's cost us getting another goal. Mm, Abotti's just uh, come up with a, a comment here. What is Cedric actually good for us? Is, is, is that just me that, that wonders that? Well, now I wonder the same thing. So, uh, you know, maybe some of our other listeners could chip in and tell us what it is. Yeah, I mean, indeed, you know, of course there was, um, Cedric came out, you know, a few weeks ago and said, I will be leaving Southampton at the end of the season. And he came out with all the sort of uh, uh, enthusiasm and and kind of passion for the shirt against what Everton, they didn't even want to be there. So, you know, I think credit a little bit has to be given to uh, Cedric here, got his head down against Arsenal. Uh, has got himself into good areas, but you know, often naive, uh, <clears throat> often naive, uh, sort of going, uh, coming back, if you like, and uh, often being caught out. But um, Cedric, uh, interesting whether Ralph will stick with him for the rest of the season because uh, Valerie equally has his opportunity when he, when he when he's giving it. Yeah, I mean. I'd, I'd still put Valerie in now. I know he had a dreadful game against Leicester, but then let's face it, who didn't have a dreadful game against mm-hmm. Leicester? Um, I think he offers more going forward. Um, you know, I, I can see, yeah, Valerie is naive, but he's young. Maybe Ralph's trying to protect him from being in the side in a difficult relegation battle, but he did well last season. So I'd risk it with Valerie, to be honest. 
And if we just uh, take a look at those other two opportunities, um, Buffal also introduced and Gineppo introduced uh, great work from sort of Buffal and Redmond for the two opportunities to get the ball high at the pitch, put it back. But Gineppo on a plate on that second opportunity, just uh, missed it by, you know, that much, uh, five, six, seven centimetres. Yeah, well, I mean, I think twice Gineppo should have had the winning goal. Um, so there was the chance earlier than that as well, where he got the ball cut back to him. He just needed to whack it in the in the goal. He hit it too softly and it was easy to clear. Mm. Um, that miss at the end, I suppose, you know, it all happened quite quickly, but uh, I don't know. what What is it with Gineppo? Maybe he needs to be like running towards goal with the ball. I mean, that, that's when he scored his goals for us before. When he's on the front foot, he's coming from a little bit deeper rather than being a kind of a snapshot finisher. But mm. really, you know, I'd expect Gineppo to get those goals. You know, you gave him those those chances in training. I'm sure he put them puts them away every time. It almost suggests that he's, he's he kind of he excels uh, better where he doesn't have to think about things. So yeah, you know, he's got all this time to think about where he's going to place a shot when Buffard Redmond are going to pull the ball back and kind of fluffs his lines a little bit. Yeah, let's see. Still early days with Gineppo, but I think he's going to be a great player, and I reckon he'll get some more goals in the in the not yeah. too distant future. And I think if we wrap up the Arsenal kind of uh, review here, and, and as yeah. Tom mentioned, a great kind of, uh, you know, uh, way to summarise things. There was a horrible inevitability about the whole game. You know, we got all these chances, failed to put them away, but deep into stoppage time. Uh, and, and I think this goal is also very much like the uh, the, the goal that we conceded in, a, in the dying embers of the Man City game. Ball comes over from the left-hand side. McCarthy tries to to get a firm hand on it, but gets nothing at it at all. Yeah. Falls quite, uh, quite fortunately for the strike on the far post, who is basically unmarked once again. And all he has to do is uh, fire it into the empty net. Yeah, I mean, you, you wonder, opposition managers must watch Saints and see us conceding goals at the far post all the time. It, it's got to pretty much always be the, the the most effective attack against us. McCarthy was flapping. Again, I don't want to be too harsh on him because he made a great stop earlier in, on, on in the game, but I don't think any of our keepers are really... None of them would get into a bigger side than us. Mm-hmm. Um and yes, it's a kind of sad state of affairs, but I think we've got quite a lot of players like that now who, you know, we just have to get the best out of them and accept that they will make mistakes because they're not world-class players. Um, we could do more to protect ourselves from that, whether it's shutting down the cross in the first place or making sure that we don't get so easily sucked in to the middle and, and you know, getting our wingers back to cover the, the back post. Someone's got to go back there um, because otherwise we're just going to concede time and time and time and time again but you know we've been doing it for a good couple of seasons now so (laughs) i'm not expecting us to change anything soon um uh, but if you do solve that problem you you will guarantee that saints will get more points because we're good at going in in the lead um but we're also dreadful at defending a lead Mm -hmm. again this uh this rot of of, or this rotten uh statistic of Southampton losing from winning positions or losing points for winning positions once again, uh, again at the weekend. Uh, but you know, it could be, it could be, you know, there's questions asked about sort of the the personnel, as you say, maybe the, the, the goalkeepers aren't as as high as we expect them. That the quality isn't there, and of course, lots of uh, doubts about the quality in defence. And uh, William uh, mentions a good point here. Actually, I don't know how much you've been reading in the press recently. I don't know how much there is to be believed, but the board have already said. Uh, 
uh, Ralph won't be given much money to uh, add to his squad in, in January. Is there any surprise in that, Freddie? No. Um, you know, our, our chairman's already said that Southampton isn't a pig to be fattened. Um, he probably believes that we can stay up with the squad that we've got. Um, he doesn't want to invest. Uh, there's also been rumours that he wants to sell the club, um, which to me makes a lot of sense because he hasn't shown that much interest in the club. He's got his daughter running it. Um, so... I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of like typical. I think the guy's taken his money out of China, put it in the club, wants to sell the club. He can keep his money in Britain. And there you go. You've got 200 million quid out of China. Jobs are good and for him. We, mm. we, we're just, we're just a vehicle, a vehicle to get that money out. Listen, I, I don't think uh, Gal has any footballing. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, he's not a footballing man, let's say, you know, he's in it for the business. And of course, uh, when you t- take over a, a Premier League, a squad, uh, a Premier League team of this sort of stature, I don't think their intentions are to, you know, become one of our own, if you know, if you want for a better word. But I think it's just, a, as you say, a vehicle for business. And um, you know, I think I, I understand why a lot of people are getting agitated by the lack of investment. Um, but if we're talking about investment, uh, Bartlett asked the questions, do you think we'll sign a new goalkeeper in January? And I think I don't think we'll need a goalkeeper I think the 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 important signing has got to be a, a central defender. Bottom line, I mean, we were in this boat almost mm. three four months ago. Where's the central defender? Kevin Dancer appears on deadline day, and it's hardly been used. Yeah, I mean, Ralph clearly doesn't fancy him. Otherwise, he would have been used. Um, you know, we've got Jack Stevens coming back into the side now. I think probably most of us thought he was done. Mm. Um, you know, he's done well since he's come back in. I, I hope the fans give him give him the time but knowing how toxic St Mary's gets at the moment that you know if he makes an early mistake against Watford I'm 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 gonna worry for him to be honest um yeah I think we I think we do need that commanding centre back but you know you've got to think we've been spoiled over the years Freddie Virgil van Dijk Jose Fonte Toby Alderweireld you know we've had some really class you know world-class central defenders in the past, you know, few years, and anyone is not going to be up to those standards. Sadly, it's a high bar. I think mm. it's fair to say. Um, right before we move on to uh, Watford, a nice way to break up, uh, I guess, the interval, if you like. Brad Lad, nice mustaches, guys. I'm glad I'm yeah. somebody appreciates it. Brad knows what he's talking about. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming by, Brad. Uh, and hello to Ellis. Uh, hi, Ellis. How are you doing? Um, hello, right. Ellis. On to Watford then. Um, Mark has watched uh, Watford and, and uh, at Norwich and they really bullied them. They could be a really physical side and we must be ready for that uh, this Saturday evening. Yeah, I mean, Watford, they always are physical. Um, Troy Deeney is one of those players that, that worries me. He, but I think he might still be injured mm. um, at the moment. That, Watford have really good players, actually. Um, but I just don't think the they haven't got that new manager bounce. They've been dreadful this season. Um, yes, they're still the Premier League side. Yes, they still have some good quality players. Yes, they can definitely get a goal against us and they can bully some of our players. Um, but out of all the teams in the Premier League, you would say Watford is the team that you most want to play against. They are the worst team in the league thus far this season. I know that we're the second worst team in the league thus far this season, so perhaps it's not you know, a massive difference. I'm sure Watford are looking forward to playing us and thinking this could be their opportunity for the first win of the season. But 
you look back at our previous fixtures and if we play like we did against Arsenal, um, if we play like we did against Man City at the Etihad, um, then we can do it. If we play against them like we played against Everton, then we'll lose. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is a, an absolutely critical, crucial time for Saints. Now we've got the next uh, five games with teams around us. So, of course, you know, Watford at the weekend. I'm not sure I'm going to coin it the battle at the bottom. There's your headline, your, your tabloids mm. tomorrow morning. Uh, but Watford followed by Norwich on Wednesday evening, Newcastle away, West Ham at home, Aston Villa away. So important games before Christmas. And, you know, we could be looking up the table rather than down the table in six weeks' time. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice, Freddie? I mean, each one of those games on their own, you say they're winnable fixtures. So... I mean, let's hope that we start really well against Watford, get that first, you know, that first three points for a long while. Um, and hopefully that will build the momentum because I think if we beat Watford, if we get our confidence back, you know, having got a point at, at the Emirates, knowing that we should have won at the Emirates, if we then actually go and perform well against Watford and get the points, then who knows? Who, who knows? We could be looking at a points bonanza. Um yeah, a lot was made about Southampton's fixture list at the start of the season and how difficult it is. Well, this is the payoff. Mm. Um, my worry is, is that maybe the damage has been done a little bit. Maybe the egos are a little bit hurt. The confidence is low. Um, but the performance against Arsenal should really give them a boost. And it, it was a draw that felt like a loss, but they've got to try and take the positives from that. Mm. Um, and I think if, if we go out and we play attacking aggressive football like we did against Arsenal I fully expect us to beat Watford and I don't really expect us to beat anyone at, at the moment and if we beat Watford then you know those next that, that group of five fixtures are, are so so important mm. you know you, you could conceivably get 15 points from it I know we absolutely won't but um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility Anything can happen in football, as they say. And um, hello, Nathan. Good to have you with us uh, in the comments. Thanks for coming by. Um, right. Um, what have you made? For, what have you made of Watford so far this season? There's this. There's this kind of horrible uh, managers revolving door system. And, and you, you kind of mentioned earlier that they haven't had the new manager bounce. But you know they've gone back to an ex-girlfriend, really, haven't they? They have, and you know, at a time when they. You, you, I don't know. I don't really feel like they needed to do that. Do you know what I mean? I think like, I think they had a good manager. Yeah, they, they tailed off towards the end of last season, but they were distracted by the FA Cup. Who wouldn't mm. be distracted by, you know, getting through to the FA Cup final? Um, I, th I think they've made a big mistake. You know, it, it, it's very rare, I think, that you see um, a club go back to their manager and it and it work out. So I'm not really sure what what they're doing there, Freddie. Um, I don't think they've been any good at all this season. Um, I think they are rightfully bottom of the table. And to be honest, I I just hope that that they can stay there. Um, you know, they're 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 just not good at all. They've only scored what eight goals this season. I mean, we've scored thirteen. Um, admittedly, they haven't conceded as many of us, but then you know they haven't had that horror show against Leicester. So they had a horror show of their own eight nil away up at Man City. Um, yeah, but it's uh, clutching at straws a little bit here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm back in the room, by the way. My finger slipped on the on the <laughs> Apple. You know, sometimes they have quick shortcuts, and your fingers slip, and you go. Back yeah, I was trying to style it out there, Freddie. Yeah. I was hoping that that you might be back, but I was worried for a moment. 
Well, for the viewers on YouTube, uh, they would have noticed. But hopefully, if you're mm. listening on you on on um, on the podcast, you wouldn't have noticed. Seamless, right? Uh, it's magic. The magic of editing. But unfortunately, we can't do that in live, uh, folks. So uh, uh, we're back in the room. Uh, but yeah, as you say, Watford, uh, I think it has to be said that they're sliding into a bit of oblivion since the FA Cup final. But Spanks uh, kind of embarrassed at Wembley 6-0 on the day. And they've hardly kind of uh, pulled up any trees since then. One win uh, uh, just this season. Yeah, I mean, they they. they... They've just been dreadful, Freddie. I mean, what 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 more can we say about them? There's not really anything that I fear apart from perhaps the individual talents. Collectively, uh, they haven't done enough really at any point this season. Um, individually, you have people like Decore, who's always a threat. Um, you know, things weird weird things can happen, can't they? I mean, we we owe them one as well. Last season, when Shane Long got that record for the fastest ever Premier League goal. Um, we should have banked, spanked them. Um, you know, what, that, was, that was a last-minute equaliser again. I think the we'll last, do it, Freddie. I, I think we'll do it. The last three meetings have all been draws. Um, mm. you know, Vicarage Road last time, Shane Long breaking the record for the fastest goal. I mean, the last time at St Mary's, also this ignited uh, Charlie Austin's outburst, Park Life. Yeah, um, yeah. Clearly, the referees <laughs> need help. They need help. And, and well, frankly, how often does that happen against to... Watford, Freddie? You know, that, how many times do they get goals which definitely shouldn't count you know what was it in was in the Pellegrino Hughes season when they got that last minute equaliser that came off the hand as well yeah punching it over uh uh, over McCarthy at the the end of the game you know so there's guaranteed to be some talking points but at least uh um some sort of weathered a little bit uh because we now have this VAR but it, I mean, it's only sort of 13 games in and uh, I know a lot of other reporters, writers, podcasters alike are refusing to call this must win. What do you think it is then, John? Um, it's, it's not just this one game. It's the collective five fixtures. And if this game's not must win, then maybe the next game is maybe the next game is, maybe the next game is. Um, but we must get a hatful of points from these next five fixtures because we're not going to have an easier point in the season. And hopefully, you know, the fixtures are coming thick and fast. If we put a good run together, um, then, you know, we can very quickly get ourselves out of the relegation zone. I mean, we are looking up. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um but I, you know, I, I've, after these five fixtures, Freddie, we're going to know an awful lot more about Southampton. Um, and you know, if the Watford game isn't must-win, then the other games are. I think we've got a target at least uh, six. Well, I'd say five points from the three that we just had. So let's say we're looking at it from the games returning from the international break. Mm. Bonus point at Arsenal. I'll take that. Uh, three points is a must against either Norwich or Watford, but it wouldn't be so uh, catastrophic if we if we get a point in these next two games from one of these. But one of them has to be a win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's make it must win, Freddie. Let's let's put it let's put it on the line. This one is must win. The fans at St Mary's need to see a win. It is unfair the amount of money that they're paying for their for their season tickets. It's about time they sort see the sort of performance that the away fans have seen at the Emirates. It needs to happen. So um, it's it, it's got to be. It's got to be must win. It's must win for the season ticket holders. 
Well, some comments already from the autistic angler. This has to be must win. And Mark agrees. This has to be must win for the home fans too. And, and I think I want to extend actually that uh, the fans have suffered a, an awful lot. I think probably one of the record lowest uh, amount of uh, uh, wins for your season ticket in the last uh, 12 months or so. Then on the survey recently, sort of uh, points per uh Pounds, I think it was uh, a really good review uh, statements and statistics across the, uh, I think it was value for money. I think we we're almost mm. bottom of the Premier League table. Uh, Raul says we need to target 12 points out of 15. That's, uh, that's an optimistic target, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, 12 points out of 15 would be amazing. I'd be very, very happy with that. Uh, I don't think necessary that we'll win four of the five, but um, you you take ten points, I think, Freddie. Ten mm. from the fifteen. I, I I think that's that's what we need. So Raul's not not far off, actually. Uh, I'd go with ten, absolutely. And uh, you know, the, as I said earlier, I think that the, that then will be us kind of looking up the table. I think a lot mm. of uh, other teams around us, Everton, West Ham, under significant amount of pressure under their managers. And it could be one of those two, or in fact, it could be Emery. That be, could be the next man out, out the door. Right, let's try and wrap this up then with some lineups yeah. and some score predictions. So get your score predictions in the comments uh, and, we'll, and we'll put some of that out, out on screen. Uh, let's kick things off with, uh, from a few minutes ago. Uh, Brad the Lad, where is your comment? Uh, there it is. Should be an interesting game, this one. I think Southampton will win 1-0. James Ward-Prowse to score. Now, that's not a scoreline that kind of uh, fills us with optimism. Nah, I, I think we'll concede a goal. Um, Freddie, I'm going to go with 3-1. Mm-hmm. I think finally, you know, there's going to be a bit of tension, um, but we'll get that that goal to give us the two-goal lead at some point, and then the fans can actually enjoy the football, even if it's only for a few minutes, even if the third goal comes, you know, quite towards the end of the game. But um, you, you think about that game against Brighton, how relieved were you when Nathan Redmond put in the goal because you knew it was done then. And that was the thing that cost us against Arsenal. Um, the players know they can score. Maybe Armstrong's going to get a goal. Um, but yeah, 3-1 Saints is what I'm going for. I'd love to see that as well. Uh, Matt is uh, going with 4-2 goal fest. Uh, thanks for coming on the, uh, on the in the comments there, Matt. Ellis, 3-1. Come on, Saints. Um uh, and uh, autistic angler, another three-one to go with that. And uh, Owen actually coming over from America to the uh, Watford and Norwich games. Good to have you with us, um, Owen. I hope it goes well for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when um, did you book those flights? <laughs> that's that's some uh, commitment, in fact. Yeah. Uh, fair play to Owen uh, and and your family coming over from the states to watch. Uh, hopefully. What will be six points? But uh, let's run through some some lineups as well. I'm going to fire some more score score predictions on the screen whilst you're running through your lineup. Then, John, uh, a lot of um, uh, surprise selections last week at Arsenal. But uh, what would you go with this weekend? I, I pretty much keep it the same. So the um, only ones that I would change, I would change out Cedric for Valerie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you stick with Obafemi Ings. Uh, Redmond's not been so great in the last couple of games um but i still think you know he, he deserves his place in the side um armstrong absolutely gets to gets to retain his place um hoiberg you know could, could you perhaps argue that at home maybe you take out hoiberg and you put in Gineppo? um 
Where's the protection though with that? Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, I prefer it with with four at the back. I think I'd Mm. stick with you know Stevens and Bednarek, Bertrand, Valerie. Yeah, I I think you're going to have to stick with Hoiberg, Ward, Prowse, Armstrong as the midfield uh, three, and then you know Ings, Redmond, and and Oberfemi up the top. I think that's fair. But you do want to see Gineppo coming on the pitch, and you you probably want to see Buffal coming on the pitch. He he really kind of um, he really improved things when he came on against against the Arsenal at the Emirates, and we haven't haven't talked about that. But he he deserves some note. But it's good now, I think, that Ward, Prowse, and Hoiberg might be starting to feel like there are others around them who are perhaps deserving of a place in the starting lineup. And then we have an attack in abundance, uh, lots of uh, players that can offer something different to the to the lineup. You know, explosive pace with Obafemi, uh, Buffal and Gineppo can change the game uh, in a split second with a little bit of trickery. But one man who's sort of got under the radar, he's returned to the team uh, in training this week, Josh Sims, come back over yeah. from New York Red Bulls and uh, we love to see him. Yeah, we'd love to see him. I think like it's it's probably not going to happen for him this weekend. Um, but I do like I do like Josh Sims. Uh, I could see him maybe making a couple of substitute appearances, changing a couple of games, and and you know the the whole idea of him going to uh, Red Bull New York was that the idea is that they play quite a similar sort of game as Southampton, so that you should be able to kind of get that game practice and then be able to come in a, a bit you know, come in and, and be effective in Ralph's system. But um, I, I don't think we'll see Josh Sims, you know, purely because Gineppo and Buffal are waiting on the ring, wings. And I think that they're going to get their chance before he does. And what's happened to Shea Adams then recently? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Because I don't think he deserved to be dropped, to be honest. I know he squandered a few chances, but if you look at everything that Obafemi did right, on Saturday, that's what Che Adams was doing. So um, I think it's a bit unfair, but there's, there's clearly Ralph doesn't fancy him for, for some reason. So I, mm. I don't know why that is. Um, but hopefully when he does come back into the side, he's, he's firing on all cylinders. But it may be a case of that he's going to have to wait till Obafemi pulls up with that hamstring or, or Danny Ings gets injured for him to get his chance again. And ho- hopefully when he does get his chance, he takes it. Yeah, uh, he needs something to go in for him uh, by any means necessary in in whatever way we can. Yeah, he'd um, taken in off the backside, wouldn't he? Shinny, anything, anything yeah. you can. Uh, right, I think uh, we'll we'll call that full time then tonight, John. Uh, thank you so much, and for all of your comments, uh, some fantastic score lines actually. Uh, William has gone for five one. Uh, Mark has gone two one. A little bit closer this way. Uh, and Stephen, 3-2, uh, great predictions, one and all. But I think what is unanimous here in the comments, a home win, John. Yeah, wow, about time, Freddie. <laughs> John, great, great to speak to you once again. Uh, just remind us all where we can catch up with you. Uh, Saints FC podcast um, should be out in time for your commute tomorrow morning. I just need to speak to Tom Parker as soon as we finish this. So um, if you want to listen to that, uh, you can find it on well anywhere where you get your podcasts. And of course, Freddie, I'll send you the audio file so you can put it on the Ugly Inside YouTube channel as well. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us one and all and up the Saints. <laughs> 
Thank you once again then to John from the Saints FC podcast. Remember to head over to all of their channels to catch up with the latest episode and head over to our playlists for more. And of course, please do help us out however and with whatever you can by donating to our Movember page. That is mobro.co slash the ugly inside. It would mean an awful lot. And you know, I didn't like my moustache at first, but then it grew on me. On that note, thank you very much then for listening. Be sure to check back for Saturday's fan reactions. Hopefully we'll be all feeling an unusual sensation of happiness after a home win. <laughs>